I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be inspired. I want you to be productive. I want you to fulfill whatever it is that you are launching into, whatever it is that habit is that you're starting. I want you to be encouraged to fulfill it, to finish it, to now finish the work. Once you begin it, I want you to finish it. And so I want to give you today five things that if you do these five things, you will finish what you start Christians. Are you overwhelmed by all the projects in your life? And as a Christian, your desire is to fulfill the plans that God has for you, but you seem to fall short, be overworked, or just not streamlined in your approach to getting things done? Welcome to the Be Encouraged Today podcast. Hi, my name is Amber Davis, a former workaholic who discovered enjoyable productivity so that I could begin to fulfill the plans that God has for me. And I truly want you to fulfill God's plans in your life too. Each Thursday, I will share productivity tips to fulfill God's plans for your life. Myself, along with some guests, will also share real life experiences so that you can be inspired, be productive, be fulfilled, be encouraged today. Would you like to be the first to know about what is going on with Be Encouraged Today podcast? Get productivity tips, encouragement from other Christians who are fulfilling the plans that God has for them, and enjoy live videos with me, including some fun giveaways and guest interviews? Well, join with all of us at Be Encouraged Today podcast community Facebook group. That's Be Encouraged Today podcast community Facebook group. This group is a great way to be encouraged and also to encourage other Christians who are like you, who want to be productive with God and have what I call enjoyable productivity in their lives. So join with us at Be Encouraged Today podcast community Facebook group. I believe that this group will help you be inspired, be productive, be fulfilled, be encouraged today. Starting something new is exciting. Whether it's a new year, a new job, a new project, a new habit, no matter what it is, everything that's new becomes the same old, same old very quickly if we do not refresh ourselves throughout the whole process. As Christians, this must involve us seeking God while applying practical disciplines that will help us finish what we start. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, I love it. It encourages us to finish what we start. It says, now finish the work so that our eager willingness to do it is matched by the completion of it according to your means. For if the willingness is there, the gift is acceptable according to what one has, not according to what one does not have. That's 2 Corinthians 8, 11 through 12. And that's the NIV version. And I love that version because it's all about now finish the work. And I love what it says. I'll just break that down. Your eager willingness to do it is matched by your completion of it. Have you ever started something and you're just so excited about it? Yeah, I'm going to lose weight and I'm going to get in shape or I'm going to paint that room and redecorate it or I'm going to clean out that garage and make it look great. And then after you start it, you get distracted or maybe you just decide, you know what, was this really worth it? Because that dark chocolate bar sounds really good right about now. I don't know if that's for you or maybe I need to hear that, but we've all been there where we're eager to do it. Our willing eagerness is there in the beginning, but it needs to be matched by the completion of it. And it goes on to say, according to 
your means. Now, what does that mean, according to your means? I've done so much research about this in the Bible, and I think that it's so powerful. And I actually wrote a whole book about it called Flight, because the means are our abilities, the abilities that God put on the inside of you and on the inside of me. And we all have these same abilities, right? You have different gifts and talents on the inside of you than I have, but the ability that you have to fulfill that gift and talent is the same. You have those same abilities. Some of those abilities may be to forward think, to be able to think in a way that you can project a vision and you can be able to run with that vision. One of those abilities could be able to link actions to ideas. You're able to take that gift and talent and link actions to the ideas that you have to run with that gift and talent. You know what I'm talking about. Like if you have a gift and talent for decorating, you have the ability to link that gift and that talent for you to link that to an action to decorate a friend's room or to decorate your bedroom or use that gift and talent. You have the ability to link it. Just like I have the ability to link writing things down and recording a podcast because that's a gift and talent that I am exercising. But we all have those means, those abilities on the inside of us. But here's the next thing. For if the willingness is there, if the willingness is there, we have to have the willingness to be able to use that gift and talent. And then it's acceptable to what we have. And we don't need to focus on what we don't have. We focus on what we do have. And I'm going to read that whole scripture again in context. Now finish the work so that your eager willingness to do it may be matched by your completion of it according to your means. For if the willingness is there, the gift is acceptable according to what one has, not according to what one does not have. Such a powerful verse. And I really want to jump into that today because we're starting maybe a new year, a new week, a new day. Maybe you're starting a new job or a new project or a new business or a new ministry. Or maybe it is that you're starting a new path where you're going to go down and you are going to get a degree or a certification in something that you've had on your heart for a while. I don't know what it is. Maybe it is that you're starting a new habit that you're going to be exercising or working out a certain way or, or writing thank yous every week. Or you're going to call your mom every Monday or whatever that may look like, you are starting something new. And I want to encourage you. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be inspired. I want you to be productive. I want you to fulfill whatever it is that you are launching into, whatever it is that habit is that you're starting. But I don't want you to get discouraged in it. I want you to be encouraged to fulfill it, to finish it, to now finish the work. Once you begin it, I want you to finish it. And so I want to give you today five things that if you do these five things, you will finish what you start, Christians. Specifically, I'm talking to Christians because one of these things is powerful in the sense that we've got to invite God into this process. So let's jump into it today. Do these five things, Christians, to finish what you start. Number one, let's eliminate distractions. Get rid of the distractions, all right? Now, how do we do that? It's easier said than done. And so I want to encourage you with a couple of ways to eliminate distractions. Maybe you have a favorite TV show that you watch, or maybe you enjoy listening to talk radio, or maybe you enjoy watching the news or reading a book. Whatever it is that you enjoy as far as entertainment is concerned that you can have access to daily, 
what I want you to do with that is I want you to set that as a reward. I want you to set that book, TV show, news, whatever it is that you want to watch or listen to on your daily routine, maybe after you get off work or maybe after you get off school, you just want to veg out, read your book, watch a TV show, listen to the news, whatever it is. But I want you to eliminate that distraction by making that distraction a reward. And what I mean by this is that whatever it is that you like to do, make that the end game, that reward, that carrot at the end of it, whatever it is that you're doing. So like, for instance, I actually enjoy watching the news or reading a nonfiction book, and I like to keep up on current events, but I can inundate myself with the news. Oh my goodness, in this day and age that we live in, we can sure inundate ourselves with the news. So I'm just going to pause right here and talk about that for just a second. So you know, this world today, it can really try to discourage us and bring us down. But when it comes to getting things done, it can freeze us. It can totally freeze us. What will happen is, is that if we watch too much news, we can get distracted and just feel like we're frozen or what's the point or I'm not doing enough or is what I'm really doing here renovating a room or taking this little class online or trying to write my little book or write a thank you note to a couple people, is that really gonna matter in the grand scheme of things when all of this is going on in the world? And the answer is yes. It does matter because those are the plans that God put on your heart. And if you don't fulfill those plans, it will eliminate the next set of plans that he has for you. And also, as you fulfill the plans that God has on your heart and you finish what you start, then you actually encourage other people to do the same thing. And so it does matter. So what I have to do in that scenario is I don't watch the news all the time. After I record a podcast or after I finish school with my kids because I homeschool or after I finish writing up a paper or after I finish up doing my work, then I set a timer for time that I can enjoy setting down and watching the news. And that's so that can help you too is set that timer. So eliminate those distractions. How do I do that? I don't turn on the TV or I don't click on my phone when I'm doing other things so I'm not distracted by those things. If social media is a distraction for you, there's nothing wrong with social media. I use social media, but it can be a distraction. So if it's a distraction, maybe just put your phone by your bed and go do whatever it is that you need to do in another room and then come back to it. It's okay to put your phone down or it's okay to put your phone on vibrate and just eliminate that distraction. So separate yourself from whatever it is that you're being distracted by and then discipline yourself to come back to it as a reward. So that's number one, eliminate distractions. Number two is focus on a few focus on a few. One of my favorite stories about this is Dr. Ben Carson, who's a famous brain surgeon. Well, he grew up in, I believe it was Detroit, and he grew up in a situation where he was in poverty. He didn't have a lot of money. He had a single parent. His mom raised him, 
And one of the things that she did is she wanted to make sure that when her boys, her two boys, Ben Carson, Dr. Ben Carson and his brother came home from school because she worked so much, she wasn't there. She wanted to make sure she gave them something to do so that they didn't just sit in front of the TV. What she told them to do is that they needed to read two books a week two books a week, and then they'd have to write a little report and give it to her to read. That's what they had to do. This is aside from all their schoolwork. She said two books a week. Now, the thing that I love about that is that she didn't say read some books or read 20 books or in a matter of a month or so, try to read a book. She gave them a specific goal, but she did it in a way on focus on a few focus on a few. She focused on two. Oftentimes we overcomplicate things, especially when we're jumping into a new season in life. It's a, if it's a new year, we think we got to go all or nothing and we just do too big instead of do a lot of things really well in the small. And so it's really important to focus on a few things. Like Dr. Ben Carson, he was able to read two books a week. Oh my goodness, by the end of the month, you know, two, four, six, eight books that he's read. It adds up. It's amazing how it adds up. Maybe it is that you want to write thank you cards every week and you want to get back in the habit of writing that or start a new habit of writing thank you cards. Well, don't sit down and write 20 thank you cards all at once because that is not something that you can keep up. You cannot maintain that pace. But you could sit down and say, you know what? I'm going to write two thank you cards a day. And then that's doable. So you focus on a few. So maybe it is that you want to clean out your closets. The closets in your house are going just, they're just growing out of control. You focus on a few. Maybe one week, you just make sure all the shoes have a place in your house, in the closets. Maybe the next week, you focus on your closet, just sweaters. This week, I'm just going to focus on the sweaters and make sure that they're all put away neatly and it looks nice and it's organized. Maybe it is your focus on a few could be just the the junk drawer in your kitchen. You just focus on the junk drawer. And I'm going to go into specifically how to do that with another episode that's coming up later on that's upcoming about that specifically. But just focus on a few. Focus on a few. That'll help you to finish what you start. Number three. No more than three for me. And what I mean by that is that the more people you listen to, the less likely you're going to do what they say consistently. And so limit yourself to about one to three mentors in specific seasons. I actually just had somebody that I subscribe to on a regular basis for several months reach out to me and asked, hey, I noticed that, you know, you haven't been opening the emails. Can you give me some feedback? And the feedback that I actually sent to this person was that I'm actually focused on this person and this person to help me with these specific goals that I'm working on. So I'm not going to be opening up your emails for right now. So if you notice that I'm not opening your emails. This is why. I appreciate what you've done. I actually just read your book, but I'm going to be focusing on these two people that I'm going to follow and listen to because I need to really hone in on this area. The thing about that is, is that it's not that I discount that person's knowledge or that person's effort because they're really intelligent. They actually know a lot about some of the things that I'm involved in and online course building and podcast and growing a a business and mentoring, coaching and those types of things. 
But if I follow everybody that does that, I'm not going to be productive. I've got to focus on one to three mentors that are really going to help me. And I suggest that you do that too. And if that means me, that's great. And if it doesn't, that's fine too. But if you haven't found a mentor, a Christian mentor to help you actually increase your productivity and reduce the stress in your life with God and start fulfilling the plans that God has for you with a simple approach, then I welcome you to be able to listen to my podcast, to get my free downloads. I have lots of free resources for you. I have lots of free emails that go out with tips and inspiration. We have a Facebook group that I'll put a link in the show notes so that you can connect um, through a Facebook group that I have all kinds of different resources that I have that are free and some online courses, but it's really just to help you as a Christian fulfill the plans that God has for you. Remember, no more than three for me when it comes to working on something to finish what you start, focus on one to three mentors. Number four, generate a plan. Oh my goodness, this is like one of my favorite things. Years ago, I really believe that God put this on my heart. The word generate a plan, the, that actual phrase just kind of popped up in my heart when I was in prayer one day and it really just kind of blew my mind. I was like, generate a plan? What generate? And I went and I looked up the word generate and the word generate means to bring forth from existence, to bring from existence. So if you bring something from somewhere, it was already there. Like if you told me, hey, can you go bring me some peanut butter? I'm going to go to my cabinet or go to the store and I'm going to grab a jar of peanut butter and bring it to you. The peanut butter was already there. I just had to go get it. I just had to figure out where it was and go get it. And then I had to actively bring it to you. Generate a plan means that we bring forth from existence. Now, if you plan like I did for years, you're going to be successful. You're going to plan and plan and plan and plan and have everything laid out and all the things that you want to accomplish. But God already knows the plans that he has for you, Jeremiah 29, 11. And then verse 12 tells us that we need to call on him and come to him and pray. And he listens to us. And then we seek him with our heart and we find him. We find those plans that he has for us. So he's already put the plans that he has for you on the inside of you. Now you have to bring it forth from existence. You have to invite him. You have to ask him instead of just planning, okay, Lord, I am going to renovate the garage and then pray. Lord, help me renovate the garage. I want to renovate the garage. Give me favor. Give me insight. Give me money to do that. I'm going to do it. Come on along. Well, we get in a trap that way because we start doing something or we plan something and then we ask God to come in and bless it. And that doesn't work out for us. We need to generate a plan. We need to sit down with God and we need to bring forth from existence. That's how we finish what we start is that we finish it. We fulfill it. And as a Christian, we're going to be fulfilled and not just getting things done and then feeling empty. You can work out, work out, work out, work out, work out, and eat right, eat right, eat right, eat right. But if you're not inviting God along in that process, you can get in a ditch where you become addicted to the workout or you become addicted to uh, losing the weight. Or you get in a ditch where you don't do the other things that you need to do like spend time with the Lord in the morning. You're rushing to go work out and you're not spending any time with the Lord in prayer. And we can get in a ditch in that area. There's nothing wrong with writing a book, starting a business, 
eating right, working out, renovating that room in your home. But there is something wrong as a Christian if we do it apart from God because we're not going to be fulfilled. Now, number five is meet with yourself each week. My number five tip on how to finish what you start is meet with yourself every single week. And if you have been listening to Be Encouraged Today podcast for any length of time, you know about my number one productivity tip, meet with yourself. It's called Review Preview. And I have a guide and a checklist that goes along with this. It is so important that you meet with yourself. I just did a podcast. I want you to go back and listen to episode number 20 because it's reasons why. Why is meeting with yourself my number one productivity tip? I want you to check it out. I'll put a link in the show notes. But it's so important that you meet with yourself because in order for you to eliminate distractions, focus on a few, no more than three for me when it comes to mentors, generate a plan. In order for you to do these four things, you've got to add the fifth thing, and that's meet with yourself each week. This is why I designed a free downloadable guide and checklist to help you do this each week. Stay tuned to hear more about what I call Review Preview. Wherever you are in your Christian life, if you're anything like me, you want to fulfill God's plans that he has for you. And I want to be able to help you with my number one productivity tip. It's called Review Preview. And I created a whole guide around this. I call it the Review Preview Meet With Yourself Guide to Fulfill God's Plans for Your Life. This productivity guide gives you a three-step approach on how to meet with yourself every single week so you can create what I call enjoyable productivity in your life. So go to my website at beencouragedtoday.com. That's beencouragedtoday.com to download my guide, which includes a three-step checklist and an inspirational scripture list. And get ready to be encouraged today. I am so honored to have shared with you today. You are not alone. Please do not forget that. I believe in you and the plans God has for you. Let's learn how to have enjoyable productivity so that we can all be inspired, be productive, be fulfilled, be encouraged today.